Welcome once again to Poets of the East, Season 2, Episode 2. Oh my gosh, have we got a show for you today. Misha, welcome my friend. Glad to see you here. Okay, all right. Maybe he's not fully connected just yet. So let me talk just a little bit about some of the fine people that we have on the show tonight. We've got the Irish poet, Kevin Kiley, poet, storyteller, uh, philosopher, an amazing, amazing poet. And uh, what we've done is he's given us such a bounty of information. What I've done is I've brought out the segment where he's reading his poetry. I'm going to play his thoughtful, thought-provoking kind of narrative and storytelling a little later in a separate episode. So I just want to focus for tonight on his poetry. So let me go ahead, bring back our uh, our good friend, uh, Kevin Kiley, and uh, his incredible incredible poetry. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Colley. I'm sure Misha will be with us in just a couple minutes. I am here. I'm reading from, my name is Kevin Colley. I'm reading from Ireland Regained Central Cantos and it's the, the concluding one, number 240. Your careful steps. Heron. Ghost grey among bone reeds, and dream portals bring guests in sleep time zones from the ocean floor. And they hired the replica. 
made in China. Packets celebrate the island and its history. There is no history, nor this war in lines. Barclay implies immaterial past. Francis Alexander, both residents, Bishop Street within, green on her subconscious far away green hill. In that time is never, not now ever, along Column City on foil. The ship makes news, soapy sea foam images, the island iceberg, latticed in corpses, not on screen, their eyes imploring to be looked on, torsos and flesh blackened, the choral chant as her starlings whirl, gather wheel in the distance like leaves. Frank Zappa's alternative Mount Rushmore of anti-demos demagogues, stone heads of Eisenhower, Nixon, Reagan, the J. Edgar Hoover, Cave Hills, Hoary Rock, Light Show, Carson, Churchill, Paisley, and Mrs. Windsor, war criminals dressed in lies, in lice, blood blotched faces, no pact with you, William Britt Spear, or you, John Milton Hell, your devil's end of rain. Shaky boy, your plays outside Londonium, Athens, Italy overused, Venice twice, North Africa, Helsingar misspelt. Did you shake the superflux to them that show the heavens more just? That is the question. You're no Parseval, but token pacifiers in your histories, state commissions, hence Irish slant history in regained. Revenge tragedy as revenge history. After all, Urban the Fourth dabs night poet of love. Der Stab Hub and Grunen, the wand greened. Squealing twins, Luther and Zwingli, dilutions of spirit, mystical below the letter. Crusades begot the Reformation. Elliot T.S., the American, wrote, the corpse of Protestantism is floating down the river. Unquote. Luther's non-committus, his declaration of war, Berlin Wall falls, das wart sie sollen lassen stehen und kein Dank dazu haben. Look, Rome, the word stands, like it or not. Ishmael's hiring, firing up the great Belfast divide to UBF. Invigilate take murders, James Bible, red and blue guns flags for Churchill's anti-Irish tide. 
It never arrived. Dialectic, Titanic, Shankill, Falls, Dibus, Botanic. History rolls, crazy dice, prophetic fog. Uh, islands near enough to throttle each other. Dixit, Erica, Mars, Denise, Ardent, Terrace. And Ishmael, colonial, Brit, thug, capitalist. Whether the children lost as he bobs the tide, retires to Connemara, unable for orangey bale first. Hate capital of Ireland till regained in bliss. And Pamela Ireland rain falling straight along the bog side. Loud gale days and the five strains of spud stolen by order of London. Icy starch of potato sludge for millions. Sea salt reflux. Hulls of the island. Steer by Iceland. Different course to their jack shit flag. And Patsy Pines. If you've got British on your mind, pack your bags, move to Finchley. And wear Titanic 2 across liquid mud. Vastness of sea. Grey dread horizon, glass waves, bird knife blades, no divine whale, benign eye and fan tail. Far off swims the luminous moonstone. The ship approaches the iceberg. Ireland ceremonial, circling, docking. First Derry, Derry, Galway, Limerick, Cork, Rosslare, Dublin, and thence Belfast. Mansurk has one joke over lunch. Quote, Irish or British or catch the boat. Unquote. Ego poeta repost. Irish and British catch the boat. Final boarding call. Quran saith, when he whose peace is total, ownership like the stillness of night that conquers all days. Unquote. And it returns, the resurrected Titanic too. History boasts hours, days, memorials, museums, plaques. Evidence there's no time. Past is always like snow. The last orange dream of a raising green. Breeding planter trees of blue-red leaves. Gone for good. Get thee gone. Real plague you were. Liner arrives to pageantry. Whence tourist trail includes Murder Mile, Lower Antrim Road, with Carson statue relocated, points in Shankill direction. Island aerial vision, summer trees, blossoms are not chalk, or white smoke, and leaves glitter, yields regained. When I found myself in war and troubles, Pamela Ireland came to me, speaking words of wisdom, let it be. Stains upon Thames, safe serpent river, to Mark Lake vanishes, where Dr. D, alchemist imperialist, intones to Grumpy Bess, Agrippa's other occult pals, and Paracelsus Central. Astrology is astronomy, is cosmology, is anatomy. Double circumference, circle beckons, the great sign-off.
Republican Green Rights, John Bull, regained. Beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. Time for some water. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you, Rick. We'll go. We'll go off and um, walk the woods. I'm gonna. I want to get out now for an hour. Okay. You have a wonderful walk, sir. And uh, thank you again. Thank you, Rick. See you soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye, bye, my friend. Well, that was an interesting visit with Kev. Uh, just a marvelous poet. Uh, Misha, you know, we have such a great show ahead of us. Do you want to talk a little bit about the poets coming up next? Good evening, and thank you very much for inviting me to do so. I have to admit, first of all, I want to apologize for a little technical problem which uh, stopped me into uh, getting alive, getting uh, live uh, immediately at the beginning of the show. I was hearing everything, but it wasn't pos- I wasn't possible to be heard myself. And I have to admit, it was such a tough, such an excellent, such a great beginning of the show with this Irish poet. I admire so, so much Kevin Kiley and... Uh, I am really sorry I wasn't able to say anything about him before his uh, uh, exceptional recitation. Uh, I only want to mention his uh, special uh, sensibility, sensitivity, uh, and uh, his uh, ability of imposing himself as a sensitive poet in a century when uh, sensitivity is considered, it's not con- always considered as an artistic or intellectual value he was and he is so courageous uh, that he uh, he aborted it, he applied to it in order to make it uh, his uh, own recipe for his wonderful poetry. I congratulate you, Rick, not only for your energy and for your love to poetry and uh, for continuing this, uh, uh, this serial uh, but also for this wonderful surprise of uh, getting uh, Kevin Kiley into this uh, into this show. Further, we will uh, listen to uh, verses of uh, poets, actually of poetesses and poets from Poland, Germany, and uh, United States. Uh, the first one to read is going to be Anna Maria Szczepieni, uh, a very uh, sensible uh, Polish poetess and uh, translator, and also leader of the uh, international of the Association of the World Writers. She uh, she uh, put together with uh, the um, ex- exquisite uh, uh, Nepalese uh, Bangladeshi I am sorry Bangladeshi uh, writer Masud Uzaman. Uh, together, they are also uniting an excellent international uh, literary review called Archer. Her poetry is very civil uh, and inspired by the everyday experiences of being a woman, a human being, and uh, and a mother. She is also as cora- so courageous for imposing uh, those classical values as uh, 
determinatives for poetry in a century where sensibility and uh, uh, and uh, classical values of the family and uh, of the femininity are often considered as being revolute and uh, not actual for uh, for poetry and uh, literature. Uh, I'm happy and proud to introduce her uh, her uh, presentation and her verses uh, now. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please listen to Anna Maria Szczepiedi. Okay, here we go. And now, please allow us to uh, leave the microphone, to leave the floor for another excellent, Oops. talented, and uh, very fine poetess. Just a little bit more Western for that uh, on the Polish country. And now, please allow us to uh, leave the microphone, to leave the floor for another excellent, talented, and uh, very fine poetess. Just a little bit more Western for that uh, on the Polish country. How should I start? If you want Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, yes. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about how you started writing. Mm. In fact, I uh, started writing. I wrote a bit uh, when I was a teenager. I wrote a diary. I always liked writing, but in uh, Serious writing started in 2019 in Krakow and University. I, first time when I wrote something, wrote a poem, was on the bus home after registering to the university. <laughs> and maybe the atmosphere of the city made me write <laughs> of the previous capital of Poland, Krakow. Krakow. So I write maybe not even two years now. And I am a translator and a teacher. I am a translator. I've been a translator for almost 20 years now. Languages have always have always interested me. I love learning languages, and I also like teaching languages. In fact, I teach English, but when I learn other languages, my son can hear that. Whose name is Jacek? you can maybe you can see here his name. My son sees this, uh, can see that I like languages and he also try, uh, listens to me and I learn, I learn him other languages. So what I know from Italian, from German, he also studies German. And now I, after I started writing, I also started cooperating with some magazines, for example, Taipak from Romania. Mm, with Lenos Longo and and later even with Asia in Asia with 
Bangladeshi, Bangladeshi Dr. Zaman, and, and we have this association, and we invite poets from the, around the world and writers to live programs. And this is all about me. I no, tell me please. You you translate so many poets, so many uh, writers into English or into other languages. You know, in how many languages have you yourself been translated? I think that around ten, and that's because I have so many friends around the world, poets like you, Luta, and so. Sometimes I translate a day poem uh, into uh, English or Polish, and sometimes they translated my poems. Some invited me to magazines um, to to send poems, and this this is how it goes. So, why don't you read some wonderful poems of yours? And maybe if you agree, and according to the language you are writing them into, you could also man you could also read their original uh, variants, or at least for a part of them, the ones we wrote, you wrote in Polish. Maybe you could add also the original variants. In my case, uh, this is like this. I my first poems I wrote in Polish, but later I started writing in English first. So some very often English is first. English is the original. And I talked about my son, and I have I have uh, one poem about my son with some humor in it. Mm, dreams of a proud mom. Why I wrote this poem? Because I think that passions are passed from generation to generation, very often. And I have such a poem, which uh, in Polish I wrote a year ago, and then into English I translated after one year, this year. Uh, Dreams of a Proud Mom. Also, I am, I am feeling that my son starts his mom's love of languages for him following. And as it happens everywhere that the offspring follows in their dad's or mom's footsteps, so may he as well grant it heaven, a translator become pretty good and acclaimed. The same are the passions, all those Star Wars movie on the small screen and on the big ones or films of sorts attract him much more. I strongly believe that matching my Yatsek and translation truly hard will be. And I am in love with books. And I am in love with books. Prose by day and by night, I translate and compose. Such it will be translators, family, now one day, perhaps, although rendering, I must frankly admit, is a huge mental effort, effort though sweet. In Polish, it's like this. Naśladuje. I jak bywa wszędzie, że podom, potomek idzie z ojca, matki, ślady, tak on, daj Boże, niezłym i uznanym tłumaczem tym będzie. Chociaż niedokładnie, partie są te same, chociaż gwiezdne wojny na małym ekranie 
Jak i na tym dużym oraz filmy wszelkie pociągają więcej, to ja wierzę w święcie, że memu Jaskowi dorównać w przykładzie bardzo ciężko będzie. A ja książki kocham poezję i prozę dniami i nocami przekładam i tworzę. Taki to tłumacz będzie znany kiedyś może ród, chociaż przekład, przyznam szczerze, wielki to aż słodki, umysłowy ród. That was the first poem in Polish and in English. <laughs> Thank you. So let's continue. More poetry. Mm -hmm. And I have one poem. Uh, never give up. And this poem might be good in, in bad days, even for myself. Never give up. Never give up. Nor take the road by the evil ones shown. For best, as you do it nowadays. And do not regret the road not taken. No matter what, no matter that. And in English and Polish. Now, nie poddawaj się i nie idź drogą. No źli wskazali. Zawsze staraj się z wszystkich sił, jak to robisz dziś. I nie żałuj drogi, której nie wybrałeś. Tego serca słuchaj. Nie patrząc na nic, nie patrząc na wątpliwości. Thank you. I have to admit, I like it more in Polish than in English, even if I know you told us that the original language is English for this one, and that it was translated into Polish. It was translated before the program, before today. Incredible. Congratulations. It's really incredible. Great. Translation into Polish. Great. Then make always translations like this. And Robert Frost, the road not taken. Okay. And I have some points about spring, about nature, like welcome spring. Nature is what inspires. Nature sets my heart on fire. The long-awaited spring is coming at last. Come, how come they are past? They don't bring joy and comfort of our bad brothers. I discern in branches they shiny, flapping feathers. The magnificent linden tree in the grandma's old flower garden welcomes warmly the winged guest. A deformed pear tree becomes a sanctuary for elated sparrows. Soon swallows will be back in their nest. Bird busy bees flying to us in the preparing comfortableness for the offspring. And the swallows prattle a specific alarm clock. Will we be up in all cambium spring at last? Don't hesitate. Come to us fast. It was written this spring. May and April were so so cold months this year. In Poland, czyli pytanie wiosny, spring, spring, przyroda, 
serca płomienia. Już wiosna nadchodzi tak długo oczekiwana. Przyjdź wreszcie, przyjdź szybko, kochana. Świt każdy radość niesie i koncerty naszych braci i braków. Wśród gałęzi dostrzegam piór ich błysk i trzepot. Dostojna lipa. W babci w starym kwietnym ogrodzie wita ciepło skrzydlatych gości. Zaformowana grusza daje schronienie rozradowanym grublom. Za chwilę jaskółki znów zawitają w gniazdach. Ptasie pszczoły prasowite szybujące stami z powrotem. Gałązki w dziobach nosić będą drobne i kąt wygodny dla młodych szykować. A ich świergot będzie jedyny w swoim rodzaju. Będzie zrywał mnie do snu co rano. Przyjdź wreszcie, przyjdź droga do nas, nie zlekaj, chodź tutaj, bo to już twój czas. I have another poem about nature. In my own paradise, up in the azure expanse of the sky, I can see and admire keys of cranes, the harbingers of spring, the clangor reverberating loudly, floats in the air, and I wonder where this time I will see the speckled colorful bodies of a ravishing beauty. In the meadow, or perhaps walking with no hurry one step from my net. In the garden, green grass, in the garden, witnesses of my ancestors' past. She surprises that the true animal paradise in hand. Dortridge is drawing in the sun. Slender roadie, in quest of life giving water. Funny hairs that crosses the fertile fields, leaping and lopping, joyously hopping. Touch on earth. Eden is mine forever. That's what I'm believing. Moim własnym raju. W błękitnych, podniebnych przestworzach widzę dziś i podziwiam. Klucze żurawi, zwiastunów wiosny, a klangor i głośny echem się niesie. Przygbarzantów wypełnia przestrzeń, a ja ciekawa jestem, gdzie tym razem wypatrzę ich barwne ciała centrami usiane, urodą zapytające przesłudne. Czy może spacerujący nieśpiesznie krok jeden od mojego miasta, pośród zielonej trawy ogrodu, ogrodu świat dni minionych mężczyzn, obfitość zdumiewa, zwierzęcy to raj prawdziwy, na wyciągnięcie ręki, kuropatwy przechadzają się w słońcu, smukłe starnym pną w poszukiwaniu życiowajnej wody, przez żyzne pola radośnie kitają, podskakują i susy dają. Jakże opuścić taki na ziemi Eden, a zawsze w to wierzę. If you feel influenced by the underground Polish poetry in the 80s of the 20th century, for instance, the one that was sung, for instance, by the legendary uh, group, the Red Peters. Am I influenced by it? <laughs> if you feel some connection. Mm, I haven't thought about that. I like uh, listening to uh, old songs uh, from that period, maybe 80s or even 70s or 60s. Mm, 
but I don't think I'm influenced, but maybe there are some similarities, but I don't I think the feeling that is especially in the Polish sound of your poems, it is a little bit influenced, it is to be recognized some echoes from that time, therefore I was asking, and I even mentioned that uh, very legendary song of them, we won't stop until we get in the seventh forest. Do you know it? <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I heard it. I like listening such such songs from that period. But okay, all right. It was only a question. So let's continue. With poetry? Of course, pure poetry. Uh, and. I have touch point too. A living miracle, woman, heart and mind, black and white, Muslim, Jewish, Christian, the division split nowhere. Don't we feel in similar way? Don't we all cry, laugh, dream, go through life in quest of happiness? Why do we keep fighting to change on others, try limiting, spread intolerance? How long will it last? The diversity, the richness, the richness, the essence. Now it's human. Your brother, your sister are living miracles. Shade and coexist in harmony. What's it in Polish? Żywy słup. Poem is a funny story because I attended just uh, one birthday live program with Matus Uzaman, but the poet is, is not alive from from Bang, Bangladesh maybe, Malika Sumbukta, and I was not prepared. I had to write a poem, and I wrote this poem during the program. Sometimes in the last minute I write a poem because of lack of time. And then I translate you are, you are not You are not only translating poems in the last minute, but you are also writing them in the last minute. Yes, later I correct a bit and translate into Polish. But where is it? I cannot find it in Polish. It must be here. Żeby cud, żeby cud, mężczyzna i kobieta, serce i umysł, czern i biel, muzułmanin, Żyd czy chrześcijanin, podziały wiodą do nikąd. Czyż nie odczuwamy tak samo? Czyż nie płaczemy, nie śmiejemy się, nie marzymy, nie kroczymy przez życie wszędzie w poszukiwaniu? Wszyscy w poszukiwaniu szczęścia, dlaczego wciąż walczymy? Nakładamy innym kajdany, usiłujemy ograniczać szerzenie nietolerancję. Jak długo jeszcze będzie to trwać? Różnorodność to bogactwo. Esencja. Wiedz człowieku, twój brat, twoja siostra to żywy płód. Naucz się doceniać i z innymi żyć w harmonii. And I have one poem about, maybe about myself, The Unteachable, written one night, 
when I when couldn't I sleep, sleep, the unteachable, lesson after lesson, life brings to the rebellious woman, but she doesn't learn. From her own mistakes, she draws no conclusions. Still naive like a child, incurably, in love she wants to believe, hoping for friendship. She keeps dreaming, building castles in the air that hold her. Nienauczalna. Życie, lekcja za lekcją niesie. Niepokornej kobiecie, ale ona na błędach własnych się nie uczy, wniosków nie wyciąga. Naiwna jak dziecko wciąż nieuleczalnie. W miłość wierzyć pragnie. Liczy na przyjaźnie, ciągle marzy, buduje zamki na lodzie. Stała ona. Stała tu. O, Kocham cię, nadgarnie, nadgarnie. Wonderful. Wonderful, really wonderful, really wonderful. Really, it's all you. One sleepless night, and I wrote this poem. And I have one poem about pandemic, the enemy. I live as if it weren't there, wiping the pandemic thoughts from my mind. The pandemic, experienced by the whole entire, by the world entire, I hide in the retreat, at my own home, in seclusion, far from the hustle and crowd. I am lucky, I think to myself. I live like a savage, that's better, that's safer, but I know it's in my place, silence after storm, somewhere else the war is raging, the human's enemy, however, is not other human beings, that's a disease, unequal is the battle, it separates families, it denies the beloved ones the right to get united, changing people into hermits, leaving you short of breath and strength, and those seemingly healthy, lose their sanity, not once, frantic with grief. How long will it last? Hope is the last to die, they say. I want to believe that. Przeciwnik. Żyję. Jakby jej nie było. Wypieram myśli o pandemii, której doświadcza cały świat. Chowam się do ciszy własnego domu, na ubocu, z dala od giełku i tłumów. Mam szczęście, myślę sobie. Żyję jak dzików, tak lepiej, tak bezpieczniej. Ale wiem, u mnie spokój, u mnie cisza po burzy. Gdzieś indziej szaleje wojna. Lecz przeciwnik człowieka to nie drugi człowiek, to choroba. Walka nierówna. Rozdziela rodziny. Ukochany odmawia prawa do spotkania. Zamienia, zamienia ludzi w ustalników. Podbiera oddech, siły, a pozornie zrogi. Nieraz odchodzą od zmysłów, szaleją w rozpaczy. Jak długo jeszcze? Nadzieja umiera ostatnia, mówią. Chcę to wierzyć. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really impressive. Actually, I knew some of those poems, but some other ones were completely new for me, and uh, I really like them very much. I'm sure our guests and our viewers, our listeners, I mean, will love them also. Thank you very much, Anna uh, Maria Szczepień. Uh, we are happy to have you here as our guest. Well, that was pretty good. Unfortunately, we did have a bit of a technical problem with this recording today, so there is a bit of an echo, but I hope our good listeners can uh, take that and set that little bit of noise aside and, and really focus on 
the wonderful words, the wonderful choices that our poets have made. Uh, Misha, what's your thoughts, sir? Well, I agree with you that this echo was a little bit disturbing, but nevertheless, the poetry was so wonderful that I guess the ones loving poetry, and I think this is the case of all of our listeners, did not care so much about it, given the quality of uh, the artistic and uh, um, imaginistic quality of the poetry written by Anna Maria Szczepen. So thank you very much, Anna Maria, for your poetry. And uh, thank you very much, Rick, for the inspiration of inviting her. Our next uh, guest is, uh, as uh, actually it sounded a little bit before the uh, evolution of Anna Maria, just a little bit much, much more Western, and on the other side, much more, much more uh, Southern was uh, Anna Maria. Uh, her name is uh, Anti Sten. Uh, she is a German poet and a poetess, actually, and uh, and an organizer of festivals and a manager and a cultural manager. She is now living in Italy, nevertheless writing still in German or English and being translated into Italian. Uh, and she's also the coordinator of the exquisite project Rucksack Poetry. Rucksack, which is a German uh, word, means a sack we are wearing on our back uh, when going on the mountains. And we will see, she's going to describe us in detail what this wonderful project means, a wonderful project inspired just as uh, so many others by the pandemic. You know, Rick, it is so strange and in the same time so wonderful that actually this pandemic, which actually limited us so much in the same time, um, inspired us or stimulated us to come with so many interesting ideas of overcoming this uh, limitation of this isolation, uh, one of each other, and Rucksack poetry is one of those ideas. Ladies and gentlemen, Anti Stein and her Rucksack poetry. And now, please allow us to uh, leave the microphone, to leave the floor for another excellent, talented, and uh, very fine poetess. Just a little bit more Western for that uh, on the Polish country, that means from Germany, but as I was already mentioning, Anti Stein is actually from a whole of the world because Rucksack poetry is the most universal movement I can ever imagine. Anti, willkommen here. Anti, welcome at Poets of the East. Thank you very much. I'm actually living in Italy. I'm German, but it's more than 30 years I live in Italy. So it's already international, my life. In much more universal than I, than I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, and uh, this uh, project that uh, I started during the lockdown, it's called Rucksack, a global poetry patchwork. And it is uh, made of, I'm also a visual artist, so I do sculptures with recycled uh, material, with natural material and so on. And during the pandemic, I wanted to do something. 
and I started collecting the tea bags, you know, because if you're closed in the house in the lockdown, you get some strange behavior. So I started collecting these tea bags, and then I had the idea, I want to make a rucksack, which is the symbol of free traveling, which I always travel. So this closing down was terrible. And lots of friends, poet friends, they corresponded, they started collecting tea bags like crazy, and they sent me the tea bags and the poems. In the beginning, it was very small, and it was the right moment, I think. Everybody participated. Now we are more than 250 poets with 58 different languages. Everybody sends his poem in his mother language and an English or Italian translation. And I can show you some pictures so you can have an idea of the rucksack made of tea bags. And these tea bags, if you can imagine, one is from Iceland, just very close to one of Peru or from India. So the idea of closeness is in this work. And this work is exhibited in the only museum for poetry in the world, which is dedicated to poets, all poets. It's the Piccolo Museo della Poesia in Piacenza, in Italy. And this is in a little, in an old church. Here you can see the installation of the rucksack with the, some of the poems around because we exhibited all the 250 poems and um, we made an audio so the people that enter in the church can hear all the different languages. So it seems like a tower of Babel, but it's upside down because with this project, people started connecting and really there are so many networks that came out of this. Uh, it's really surprising. I never expected this. My whole life changed because I'm always working on these networking now. Also, Masood Ustaman from Bangladesh is one of the first uh, collaborators of the project. So now I have, I think, 15 collaborators in different countries. And we do these international meetings where people come together and new connections start. So this is wonderful because this is a positive thing in this terrible time of the pandemic. So I would like to read you a poem about violence because during the pandemic, the violence has grown a lot, especially against women, but also in general, aggression, aggression has come out very strongly. People in Italy, for example, now young people go in the street and just beat themselves up without any reason. It's not even a political fight. It's just beating from getting rid of aggression. So I was asking myself, what is the opposite of violence? It's not non-violence. I think the opposite is empathy. It's a, a sense. No? Who has empathy is not violence. So this is called empathy is a learning path. Lucy is dead. She fell from a 12-meter tree at the beginning of our history. And we straightened up, believing ourselves to be rational, spiritual beings with a special place between angels and animals. Yet our hearts are a noisy local market 
The children have their hands full of sawn herbs. They crush spiders and ants. They chase each other with stones and sticks. And as strong men, they skip diplomatic procedures. The grammar of confrontation act before the opponent does and notify it with a tweet. Okay, to make you hear a little bit of Italian. Great, wonderful, really wonderful. Thank you. I will read this one in Italian so you get a little bit the idea why I am here because it's a wonderful language and a wonderful country. Lucy è morta, caduta da un albero di 12 metri all'inizio della nostra storia e noi ci siamo addrizzati credendoci essere irrazionali, spirituali, con un posto speciale tra gli angeli e gli animali. Eppure i nostri cuori sono un mercato rionale. I bambini hanno le mani piene di erbette strappate, schiacciano ragni e formiche, si rincorrono con sassi e bastoni e da uomini forti, saltano le procedure diplomatiche. La grammatica dello scontro, agire prima dell'avversario e notificarlo con un tweet. Thank you. The next is also reflecting about what happened to us during this long year of lockdowns, opening, closing, this complete mixing up, no? because nobody knows how it's going on. In Italy now, we are in the white zone, so we are back to normal, but nobody believes it really because it can close down again like last year. So everybody is in a psycho state that is very special. Some people, some friends go in very deep depression. Some get aggressive. Like in Germany, there are lots of aggressive people and thinking it's all a conspiracy theory. So there's, very, there's a real strong movement of people like this. Other people get hyperactive, no? trying to combine lots of things so they just forget. No? And time slips away like sand between the fingers. The more you do, the more the time slips away. And let's say I'm always the last person. <laughs> I'm reacting like this, doing lots of activity to forget what is really happening. Not to forget, but to cope with it. And this is called mishmash. Mishmash is a German word that is, exists also in English. And I love words that immigrate. So like Rucksack is a German word, but it exists in English. Mishmash is the same. I guess it came with the immigrants somehow. Mishmash means a mixture, a complete mixture. So you can't differ any, anymore what is inside. Uh, it's not one and not the other. It's a kind of threshold. And I think we are in a moment of threshold because the world is changing immensely and we are just in this moment of mishmash. It's not anymore the old world. It's not yet the new world. So this is the situation. To be efficient, betwixt and between piles of dusty books, crumbled communication, crinkled mishmash, duplicated on screens, 
I yearned for deadlines to transform blind activity into tasks. As long as they stay at the perfect distance, like perfect lovers. I hear Alexa's warm voice from the other room being bossed around relentlessly. She chirps today's recovery rate, sings and gives the weather report with the confident anticipation of things uncertain. Like the drainage channel beyond my balcony door, the moldy cheese in the fridge, your mother's health, the overdue bills, and the thousands who die in the sea trying to find a new life. Thank you. Um, quite, quite different from the first one, but also very impressive. Yes, okay. I, I yes. May I ask you a question? When did you first start writing? Ah, I'm oh, I have always been writing. I started writing diary when I was ten. <laughs> then from diaries, I went to letters. I have such big piles of letters because I was away. My family was in Germany, so. I started telling everything in letters because we don't so much. After the letters, I started with poetry, putting the things a little bit more um, shorter. And let's say it's 10 years I'm writing poetry. Um, but I, I put it together with my art pieces. I'm working, I'm doing lots of exhibitions. And together with the exhibitions, I put the poems because I like that there are different uh, ways of saying the same subject. So, for example, this mishmash is one subject I'm also working in my art pieces. You know, that is, uh, and so for any every exhibition I do, I make a series of poems that have to do with the subject of that exhibition. May I ask, uh, it sounds to me like you probably do mixed media rather than just uh, paint or sculpt or something. You want to talk a little bit about when you started doing artwork? Yes, um, I started doing this mixed media, I think 10 years ago when I started writing. I went to New York. In New York, I wrote my first poems and I made a series of little drawings and postcards from New York. This was the first exhibition. And then every exhibition was, I broadened it up and started writing the poems in big size, trying to find out different ways how to produce it. And now during the pandemic, I started uh, working on videos. I got a little bit into the video program, not professional, but artistically. So, and I do transform my poems uh, with images. For what I which I collect when I go around, and this is the at the moment is this is my research, and um, so um, well, maybe very, I, I read your yes I read so, you one about uh, ecology or how much time do I have because uh, continue I please. <laughs> It's yeah, all right. okay. I I'll let I'm... you know. I'll let you know. It's all right. Okay. Yes. Okay. This is about, um, I mean, we are in a very big crisis, but the bigger crisis is already around the corner, which is the ecological, the climate emergency. And um, 
the I mean, we have to make a change, and it's so hard for the politicians. They just pretend to make a change, but it's not enough, absolutely. So this is about the great zone. The great zone uh, is a term that um, regards those people, the great zone are those people who live in the wrong system, knowing it, but not reacting, or even making profit of this situation. This is the great zone. The great zone, gray cat moves slowly, sinuous bodies tied together, the head of one attached to the neck of the other, they wrap each other like mole-tuned radios with the hum of a solid purr. And when they ask you, what have you seen in the great zone? Prosperity and a homogeneous mass without delineation in abundance. In the sky, a gray wall devours the city. A tornado swallows up winter too hot to dry. Tender blades of grass after seeing the light turn thinner white. And when they ask you, what have you seen in the great zone? Prosperity. Believe in a special right to exist, to pollute, intoxicate, manipulate. You are beautiful earthworm. Ermaphrodite, without head and tail, stirring the hot humus. You are beautiful and you know it. You are beautiful, mayfly. Transparent livery, slamming over and over on the turbid window. You are beautiful, just for one day, and you know it. A rose is a rose is a rose, thanks to Gertrude Stein. A life is a life, is a life. Oh my God, quite impressive and so penetrating. I mean, even if it serves actually an officially admitted uh, concerned goal, but it is so personal and so sen sensibly strong. All my admiration, really great. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to say, I do also some poetry slams. I did some poetry slams. So uh, my poems also are a little bit rhythmic and very, um, this is, for example, part of a Come with one here, please. What? Come with one of them here with a spoken word poem, with a performative poem. Do you have something with you? No, this was one. This was one. Oh, yes, I understand. So you can see it also in my movement. Um, of course, in Italian, this is more movement because I'm more secure reading it. Now, but I wanted to share maybe a last one with you, which is a little bit complicated because I like also to write about philosophical concepts, no? And one of my concepts I love is this two things together, but that are not together, like the broid. Yeah, the broid is an animal, a mixture between a horse and a zebra. And they do exist, they make this mixture, and it's uh, really interesting because a zebra is a wild animal, never uh, domesticated by human beings, and the horse is the most cultivated animal and helped human beings in history, and we developed thanks to the horse. 
and there are these beings that have both in them. So this is uh, for me very fascinating, and it is somehow our we we are also Zebrites for me. And I have to say something else. Uh, I don't know if you know the dormition of the mother god, the Madonna in Italian. No, in the Eastern Church, um, the Madonna didn't die, but she's just sleeping. No, and uh, she is not alive and she's not dead. She's there in the middle. In the Western uh, Church, um, she died and then the soul went up to the sky. No, so, but. In Italy, there's one little uh, monastery around the corner where I stay, where they have um, a painting of the Dormition. And that's very strange because it must have been brought there from monks from the East because it's not a thing that in Italy they think. No? So I wrote also about this. Zebroids and the Dormition of the Mother God. They really do exist. Horse in front, zebra in the back, not one, nor the other. Like the seashore, like heterologous expressions. Behind the geometric walls of an ancient monastery, the mother of God, dressed with sun and moon, reposes in a deep eternal sleep. Neither dead nor alive. Such is poetry. The intersection of two lines that circle the world, then cross again one instant and eternity, locked together in a single place. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Auntie. Really impressive, wonderful. Thank you very much. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. Es war wirklich wunderbar. Das ist das erste Mal, dass ich in Kontakt mit deinem Gedicht nehme, aber es war wirklich wunderbar. It's the first time I'm taking contact with directly with your poetry. It was really great. Thank you very much, Auntie. Thank you. To you inviting me. Thank you for being here. Well, Misha, that was another amazing poet. Uh, I have to thank you for the quality of the poets you've been bringing us. Uh, absolutely wonderful. Uh, any final thoughts on Angie before we uh, get on to our next uh, uh, amazing poet today? Actually, your adjective, amazing poets, is valuable for all of them. I mean, from the point of view of their excellency of their verses, of their poems. Nevertheless, there is a fundamental difference between those first two, po I mean, the second and the third poetesses we featured today. I mean, Anna Maria and Enki. And uh, the next one poet, which is Andrew Singer, an American poet, which uh, made a prolific career of uh, radio producer in uh, the United Kingdom. He's the uh, initiator of the Trafica radio programs for European literature. Actually, it is a radio channel which is uh, very much alike PNN with this program we are uh, webcasting. 
they are actually broadcasting European poetry all in all from the whole Europe. We are actually broadcasting poetry all over the world, taking at the cardinal point only the East poets of the East, poets from the point where the sun is rising. So actually, Andrew Singer is a very uh, high-dignity main college colleague of you, uh, being in the same time an excellent poet, translator, producer, and uh, uh, cultural manager, which uh, cultural manager um, in the field of uh, literature. Um, actually, if you are going to listen, if we are going to uh, to watch to all the poets we invited today, each of them has also this um, cultural, culturally managing dimension within him or her. That means Anna Maria Stepien initiated the, together with, uh, uh, the, with uh, the Bangladeshi poet Uzaman, uh, the Association of the World Writers, and Tishten initiated a world project uh, called Rucksack Poetry, and uh, Andrew Singer uh, started a radio station dedicated uh, all in all exclusively to European poetry. Ladies and gentlemen, an intellectual poet, a poet whose uh, creation is based on intellectual associations and metaphors, that means a totally different uh, creation principle towards the poets we uh, listened today. Nevertheless, one can't say someone is better than someone else, than uh, someone else, than someone else. It is just a different way of conceiving and of creating poetry. Ladies and gentlemen, a unique poet and uh, cultural manager uh, of those days, Andrew Singer. Here we go. Andrew Singer, please take the floor. It is up to you with your experience, with your poetry, with your wisdom and great immense talent. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Singer. And now for something completely different. <laughs> thank you. Thanks so much, Messia, and thank you so much, Rick, for having me on uh, your show here today. Uh, if I may make one small administrative quib quibble lightheartedly first before I start, um, just uh, where I come from, uh, alphabetically, Andrew is before Anna and Ancha. I don't know if it's different in Romanian or what have you, but <laughs> I don't mind. But if, uh, if you know, was... in, in Romanian, alphabet is ladies first. Ah, uh, there you go. Okay, I understand. I'm, I'm going to uh, read something a bit more experimental here. Um, it's a great opportunity just to do something like this. So it's going to be a long sequence, uh, unbroken, maybe about uh, 15 minutes, let's say. And then if there's time uh, left over and you want to, you or Rick, uh, uh, want to ask any questions, I'm happy especially to talk about Traffica Europe, which is this uh, international um, literary project uh, focusing on writers from across the 47 Council of Europe countries. Uh, we have a uh, 
Literary Journal, and we've got now Traffica Europe Radio, which is, I think, the world's first uh, literary radio station online. So maybe we can say a couple words about that afterward, but I'll just launch into this uh, bizarre sequence here, if that's all right. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Good luck. If you want to go from strength to further strength, a great collapsing inward awaits. Parent of convenient sanctuary, drawn and blind, you raised me, second abode, in an epic of peace and potato knishes, property taxes, almond blintzes, Cato elders, Hammond brass, barter, replacement, cantotrenic diva hazes, pastel landscapes crying out Vegas, ginger scones and teacher wage hikes, pianettos, luxury barn raisings, catastrophic losses and reptile shoes. They share soft skies of mint, lightning, meadow fluff, tightening mandibles, heading out for Sturgis on off-hour flights, Pembroke, Lady Shire, Dumbarton Oaks. I scan my love filter, interminably they keep me here, four in slatery, five frigossel. If you have doors, it comes from Perseus. If you have gates, it's Agamemnon. One time, these two met. Thence began a slow fire. We had to keep your beauty from yourself. You have taught me well, O silicon nexus of the Midwestern plains. Sleep, portentous dragon, at the beachhead of our fears and dreams. Pour les gens, pour la république. With them, levers of hanging silk. O penumbra, litigate us in fog. Yes, through Ionesco. Yes, through Maison Tate. Through these two, the reflection recalcifies in fog. Prant, Scent, Virgil, and Frake actually started reading law again. Why can't republics simply endure good taste? O Pupkin, creator of string, was the camphor so horrendous which we threw in the lake, erstwhile in onion skins, out past Arbuckle, tucked away, our bouffant exigencies powder in another age, while all this transpires, privatizing water sources, clean air and pure food, munificent baggins holder, blinkered Senatoff, watching culture rail against that slow sap. A still, small sadness burrowed and grew like an anemone, grew as coral grows, and so he grew exoskeletally, slim modicum of comfort between the pencil and the plow. Speaker, speaker of everything, men of heart affirm, parceling shallows from the shore, Guillermo Scusesi, Scherze, Petunia, born in Sri Lanka, restored in L.A., cult of warriors and pacemakers, triangles of woven cloth, assembled iron filaments of stark pastel, pastiche, connecting our woven blanket dreams. She already read your school report. There is a good chance those are not knockers on your knees. Lord, who begat Nayandi, short-haired representative of the downtrodden, 
who brought Proposition 812 great forward to people's referendum, which upon enactment gave funds for snowhounds with antiseptic feelers, navigating very signal fog, wearing sidewinders and eating ice cream, ice cream atop sand blowers who sprinted just for the hell of it, which is a good thing, too. Then came solitary confinement. I missed the Leonid meteors. It was nearly a silamine doll who brokered a bit of hay. Thanks for the memories, Grandma Jean. You've got room to please, even just for your very local bioactive chili oil hand creams. I miss the bounds of a heaven not vertiginous with night. The at least jigsaw puzzle vision. I'll be craving that onward boat. I'll be crossing that briny bowl before noon tomorrow. I'll have turned in a sentence. I'll be suicidal pumpkin squash. I'll be bean soup desire. We'll be fire roasted potatoes. We'll be dancers in a single cloth. Split your uncertainty into two certainties. Relax around and through and then rejoin into yourself. I will prescribe 100 milliliters of basic index marker, a white triangular pad, this day of drab, unsmiling. Later, alive, walking the mayor's dog. This should I grow avocados at home day. Gwen's candle calls out when lit. Ray. Ganymede, Harlequin sequent caribou. There are glorious, impenetrable worker towns at the end of days. To which I would say, Tony can do scripture now. There's a big metal frog mother gave the day I matriculated. Anyway, the whole context astounds. Jenny wrote me she no longer eats buffalo. The camp stove is rusting in the yard. And there's family here, surprising, every time. So I got on their bad side. I didn't mean to. Can cankerous obfuscator relegate yourself to the high minutiae of living? So I landed in Laconic Park, rabbit food for the blind, and each cowl beselt a miner's wine, merciless intrusion of Congreve intellects, ne'er-do-wells trafficking in the aplomb of Tennessee ragtime. I could not tell if it was a motet or a ronde. Why does my damn drama matter? I went together with the band, proclamation Cinco Duyanesi being his animated present from acclaimed Hulbit Farms, a community entirely possessed by lizards, except one boy. Coffee and paste were silver and tea many times. I grew up in here. Worse, I feel like I lived in 50 or 70 buildings, which, if you could think back that far, you may recall was a big part of what drove you toward wealth in the first place. Cover and solve for your chronic dot, dot, dot. So did mortality enter poetry. I was an exercise instructor until I crossed that Mason-Dixon line. Rosmar, heaven of the exculpatory, let us imposit a tense yellow dome canticles speak of since duedin on time. Where is the precious leaf? Whence this aloe of joy? Carbuncles have fashioned outposts on my spine. 
The scribes of Misty Manor have lynxes with apogee wings. I wonderful wish you to know. So I accepted that as an excuse. For a moment, the corruption was okay. The sheer logic of a populace accepting that crackpot colonel's opinion shaggles me. The soft-shouldered Eastern European men living with parents, their whole palpable bodies calm, soft, and still. The National Lincoln, you quasi-trajectoried me, carrying around napkins and iodized salt packets from 1986. intra Mr. Kong Lewis, more sympathy, less redaction. I loved how the women were named Star and Flower. Ginger, shaped like Africa, or a furry, metallic ear. When the mafia language becomes the language of government, take cover. Then you'll know. 511 people saw my Google Maps restaurant review. Eggplants have perfectly addressed the headwinds with their fiddlehead curves. If I had eggplant ratio and Veracruz in the cycle races and a pastel lamp motif, I would have garnered friendship and heard casual praise. Everything else was the same. Dot, dot, dot. At worst, I'd churn out clones of the Ash Baby and sell them to posh galleries. But I don't think it will come to that. I do still have department store credit, marzipan predilections for soups, and loosely tied things made permanently impure with ritual scarring. You may as well live in the wild. Ate Coca-Cola tomorrow, streamlined desire, a row genetics fostered, came to on a hotel roof. Tell them I'm big league. Tell them I'm bats over. Using my charge card, I smell a gun. Ellen barked into the misfit wind. The heat kicked in around 3.20 a.m. Paul slunk deeper in his armchair. He dropped right into the parking meter business. His Lopez was Penelope. His color slightly darkened. Lust streaked his dreams. The rabbit springs. Langlater, truth. The man wanted truth. The rabbit springs, angled in box top, a plastic toy or store coupon predation. Mourn the damned dirigibles, fat soldiers on acid, dipping wigwams in sulfur and sage. Seedless demons all fight sulfur and smog. On a certain level, we accepted it. I mean, the physical world accepted it. I mean, it happened. And so, Madeleine lets you put on freedom. God or the local council declares it's a birthday in your head. Copacetic birdness. Copacetic. New dawn for dark spots in the natural food aisle. Yaya is a bone grab. Yaya is a bone grab. Stopped at a roadside stand where the ancient feud simmers. We are being lived a twisted world. Conscripted blossoms violet in the sunlight. Burgundy at night. Bird, muscle, prince, lair. Burmese had agro-generals engineering in Sudetenland. Fourth edition, page 163. The embers that have what people lack. Running a tear glow over earth. Seemed like a good idea. All my brothers went there. 
Can we travel to Abyssinia? Anger rising and dissipating in the early evening air. Institutions with feelings and the others with neck crimp. Guitars twisted on plates with rock salt, peppercorns, and shaved parmesan. 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., the moon sheds no nocturnal glow, castigates no pensioner, tortures none with her gloomy light. Sleep then, quickly, a flat black Zohar's neatly folded, nor its false eye with blind postulate ex officio when the nurses are nervous on Genesis block day. Greco on the telephone, Greco on the telephone. A researcher room of newspaper piles, Kid Bamako with a penknife flagellating the foreign-born progenitors. One by one, the countries are going dark. They can make you have said anything. You can work on Sundays, who is a black member's prison where narrative falls. Blue dog in the woods, the night just ending. Calm ascending, but the distance traveled not so laudable. Allowed to age in a room, awaiting star child rebirth. The one to hold the camera, what rituals are forward, Black Star Battalion? The structure holds. If you want to go from strength to further strength, a great collapsing inward awaits. Jonesing now for Kang Kong, Han Choi, and Shiso Leaf. I've learned how to chiffonade basil. I'm eligible for debt relief. Incendiary music fetches a little life. It's a new dawn for dark spots in the natural food aisle. Hi, Ashley. It was a Andrew. show, a real show, a real performative show, and more than this, doubled by excellent words, by an excellent text. Really, I mean, I was knowing uh, something about the poet and performer Andrew Singer, but, uh, but I did not know him so good and so deep like this. Really wonderful. Thanks a lot, Andrew. Thank you. And I suggest now that you may tell us, as you, uh, from, as you mentioned from the very beginning, uh, first of all, it is Rick's question, and I suggest that you would like, if you'd like to answer, how did you start writing, and from my part, how did you get to, to performance, and then uh, please tell us about Trafica Radio. Sure, thank you. Uh, in order, how did I start writing? Um, I wrote my first book when I was four and a half. I typed it myself on a manual typewriter and I did the illustrations. It was called Speedy Speedy That's Me. It was about a superhero uh, named Speedy who had a car that had tricks. And um, 
it was very postmodern. It had things like uh, numbers that had the commas and decimal points in the wrong places, um, which I thought was screamingly funny, but which adults simply thought was um, mistaken. And I, I kind of, uh, I felt so sad for them, you know. Uh, and uh, then I, uh, then I went into a great depression at age six. I tried to write my first novel, and I got writer's block. I, I got the uh, I got the story all the way into the uh, to the point where the family is in the supermarket and they're shopping for toothpaste, uh, and they were in aisle four. And then I couldn't figure out how to uh, keep the story going, so I had writer's block for about a year. Um, I, I would say I did finally get my. Uh, I don't know what the word is, my, 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 my uh, retribution uh, in graduate school for poetry. Uh, I was studying with uh, Derek Walcott, the Nobel laureate, and uh, George Starbuck, Yale Younger Series Poets the winner, and Robert Pinsky, who is the poet laureate of the U.S., and Rosanna Warren, who, uh, found, who was the poetry editor of Partisan Review at the time. These were my uh, astonishing uh, titans of teachers. I was so lucky to get in that program for writing poetry. And um, so I, I got my, 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 uh, my karma back because uh, I, I retyped Speedy, Speedy, That's Me, which had been a 10-page uh, story. I retyped it all on one page, and I handed it into my graduate poetry workshop as, a, as an example of um, neo-primitivism in poetry. I didn't say I wrote it when I was four years old, and, uh, and they loved it. So <laughs> that gave me some more confidence. <laughs> That's a little bit about how I got started in writing. Um, the, uh, the Traffic of Europe project uh, began around 2013 or 2014, and it, it, it was birthed from a recognition that um, Europe had quite an incredible uh, panoply of literary cultures, very old, very deep, um, quite in intelligent and beautiful, um, but that they were not always uh, cognizant of each other and talking to each other. And that um, perhaps a project focusing on uh, Europe, I mean, putting a frame around the Council of Europe countries and showcasing writers from all of these cultures, not just from the dominant cultures from each country, but there are, there are uh, more than 200 native living languages in the 47 Council of Europe language, uh, uh, countries. I had never even heard of maybe two-thirds of these languages when I started the project. So uh, a huge uh, uh, mass of gems of, of literary cultures and writing uh, never makes it into English because of this commercial bottleneck and, and other reasons uh, historically. And so we uh, founded this project with an eye to giving an, a, a fresh page on a, on a European level and looking at European writers regardless of how their own cultures regarded them as dominant or minority or nearly extinct or, you know, whatever it was. Um, if they were European, that was good enough uh, for us. And uh, so we started with a, an online literary journal, and that's uh, still available for free online. It's at our website, traffica.europe.org, T-R-A-F-I-K-A, Europe.org. And uh, then uh, we finally launched Traffica Europe Radio exactly, just about exactly a year ago, in May 2020. And this is an online radio station for European literature. We have uh, performances, we have interviews with authors and translators and uh, publishers and others. We have special series for women in translation, for uh, poetry, for um, The Middle Ground is a series focusing on Central and Eastern Europe. 
we've got a series focusing on radio theater productions where we play a radio theater play. Uh, we translate a European play into English. We adapt it for radio. We perform it uh, on our Traffic Europe radio, and then we interview the creators uh, after the performance. Um, we've got a series on French, pan-French literature called French Forays. We're working with the European Union Prize for Literature, the EUPL, so we've got a show, uh, a series called Spotlighting the EU Prize for Literature. And then uh, when we don't have podcasts going, I mean, when, when the content, the literary content, which is usually on Sundays, is, is not playing, then we've got a live stream. And uh, we are collecting and live streaming uh, a, a terrific collection of music, what we like to call or think of as literary music from all over Europe. So we've got uh, poetry and sound, poetry and music experiments from, from Romania, from Bulgaria, from Hungary, from Croatia, and, and many other places, as well as uh, Serbian rock and Hungarian uh, experimental uh, uh, poetry music, uh, and uh, Romanche post-punk, and, and Yiddish folk music, and, and Roma gypsy music, and uh, Irish uh, contemporary poetry, and on and on and on. Um, it's, a, it's a delightful uh, uh, streams that we've curated and so I invite anyone to just turn on the live stream anytime 24-7 day and night and experience Europe uh, in terms of uh, its literary music and that in a nutshell is uh, what we're up to we're in a lull right now I don't know when uh, our present uh, episode is going to go on the air but uh, I'll just say that uh, season four of Traffic at Europe Radio begins in September 2021 and that's when we'll have more literary shows if anyone wants to get notified there's a way to sign up at our main radio page trafficateurope.org slash go slash radio give us your email and we'll be happy to let you know when our literary uh, series are happening Wonderful. Thank you very much. Congratulations for a really wonderful, great, a general uh, pro project about uh, European literature. As far as I am informed, uh, I don't know any other bigger, larger project which would cover the European literature in this the way uh, the way you are doing it. And uh, uh, once again, congratulations for everything you are you are doing. Um, usually, uh, after our authors, our guests are uh, reading their programs and uh, presenting their uh, personalities, uh, usually Rick is the one which still has one question or two. So, dear poet of the three rivers, please take the floor if you have your usual or unusual questions, because your usual questions are always unusual. Thank you so much, Misha. Um, one of the questions I'd like to ask all three of our panelists is, you know, if you look back at history, the oldest tales that civilization offers us are the tales of poets, the stories of poetic storytellers. When you think about poetry today, I want you to address the responsibility of poets to, to speak of our world, our culture today, do you think that that responsibility is lessened given the dominance of the commercial cultures, the, the political noise machines, if you will? What special responsibility still lies with poets? And let me go first to you, Anja, if you would. What responsibility do poets have today? 
our responsibility as poets and artists in general is to understand what's going on in this society, in this world, and try to launch a prophecy of how it will go in the future. So we are somehow like the, um, the testimonies of what's going on. So we have to be rooted in our days and try to see what the mainstream doesn't see because the mainstream commercial is going in one direction and artists go around in the other direction. So I think um, poetry itself uh, is different in, only in every country. For example, in Germany, poetry is a complete elite thing. Normal people don't, uh, if you say I make poetry, oh, what's this? That's a sickness. <laughs> in Italy, on the other side, everybody makes poetry. So the old people, they know too many poets, poems by heart, and you have lots of events. And people also, in Italy, you have this wonderful thing. People go in the square and they invent by the, in the moment their poetry, and they make contests. So every country has a different approach to oral art because poetry is an oral art. The Germans don't speak much, so they have more written art, something like this. But in Italy, it's very, very it's in the daily life. Okay. Let me add one follow-up question that I'm going to ask everyone also. Um, you all three of you have undertaken to be more than just poets. You've been, you've undertaken that, that advanced poetic art of bringing other poets together. That, that to me puts you in special category. It says you're not just happy telling your story, what you, what you understand, what you know in your heart, but you bring other poets together. Address that for a second. Talk about the art of bringing poets together. What have you learned as you brought poets together? Ah, it's a wonderful thing, networking like this, because um, putting ideas together, there come lots of new ideas. And I mean, for me, this is the best experience in my life, what's happening now for me, because before I didn't have this possibility to connect so much, because if you stay in a place, you see the people, so it's the same people, but uh, it was different. And um, so even also to get to know Andrew today, this is great what he's doing. I'm so curious. I want to know more about it. So this is wonderful. We are here and we are together and we can communicate. I mean, this is uh, this is something new and we have to use this because it can bring really a, a second society, you know, the international society. We have to work together and maybe things will change. I don't know. It's always a chance. Andrew, I'm going to ask you to wait again, sir. Anna Maria, could you speak to the responsibility of poets today and what it's like to be a poet who, who brings other poets together? That's a wonderful, special skill, I think. Responsibility opposed. I can say, I can tell from my own experience, uh, my writing started as a need to express my, my emotions, uh, to help myself. <laughs> mm, 
to cope with uh, all the situation, with what happens around. But uh, then I started looking more globally and recognized problems of the world. <laughs> Poets are sensitive creatures, so um, they can react easily to different problems of the world and uh, make other people more sensitive. Mm. But it's, it's similar like in Germany, in Poland. Although we have many poets who write, maybe it's not very similar because we have many, many, not maybe uh, not professional poets, not many people who start writing and write poetry. But uh, there are people who don't understand it and think we are, those who write are strange, <laughs> not normal. <laughs> doing some strange things, not worth it. Uh, and, uh, and what about the... Uh, bringing people? poets together. Yes, bringing poets together. I cannot believe it happened, but it happened <laughs> that I am, I am doing such things and bringing poets together. Now I know many people around the world and they... They know me. It's a strange feeling, but uh, it's good. We use the technology. The, we can see that the world is a global village. Sometimes we find people whom we would never find living in our, like me, in the countryside. And then, oh my gosh, uh, there are, uh, this girl uh, used to live near my village, but now I found her on the internet that she's uh, artist in every, in so many areas, and she writes poems, and sometimes, and we can share poetry when we are, not uh, just writing, sitting at home and writing our own poetry, but uh, contacting others. Thank you. Thank you very much. Andrew, sir, you, you're a man who's done a wide range of poetic approaches. Clearly, you've added poetry to media. Today's responsibility for poets, what do you think? Well, there, there is a responsibility. Um, I think um, individually, as poets, um, poetry can serve many different purposes. It was uh, the French poet Mallarmé who originally said that the purpose of poetry is to purify the language of the tribe, and uh, which was echoed by later 20th century poets as well, the same idea. Um, so just by grappling with words and putting them together poetically, I do believe we're doing a service to our language and our culture. And uh, to do that out of the mainstream and to do that out of the commercialized uses of language um, keeps our language capable of connecting us with the all in all. It keeps, keeps the language pure and open uh, so that uh, things that we don't know about, which we border, can still come into our world as we continue to grow as, as, as a species, as, as civilizations. And um, poets often are speaking more to each other than anyone else, but not only to their contemporaries, they're speaking across ages, they're speaking across lands. 
and there are universal themes that every poet picks up. And I, I find that fascinating without fully understanding it. And instinctively, I feel it's quite purposeful. You know, b being a poet is to be on a path, and every human being on this earth is on a path. But as a poet, if you are choosing poetry as your path, um, wonderful things continue to unfold. And at a certain point on that journey, um, probably uh, many poets feel, and not only poets, but literary people generally, I would say, feel that uh, the time is to stand up uh, at some point and take some more responsibility for the infrastructure of what's out there. You know, if we survive long enough as a literary person, um, then eventually I think it's just a natural progression of that to, to look outward and to see how we can help contribute in a more organizational way with our uh, responsibilities. And uh, so that's, uh, that's it in a nutshell, I think. Everyone here probably feels that. You, you yourself are engaged in that same organizing of poets, so I'm sure you, you probably uh, know exactly what, I, what, what, I'm, what I'm feeling as well. And, uh, it, it is a special joy. Yes. To, to get a chance to hear the truth of hearts across the globe. Uh, I, I just recently set up my first live performance, uh, and it's so wonderful to, to anticipate that we'll be speaking together again. Uh, I, I tell you, the, the side benefit of COVID has been that we've made so many global connections. That's, that's unquestionable. Yes. But... I think we're going to take from that global experience, and when we fold that back into our communities, I think it's just going to be so amazing. I want to thank you all so much for your time, for your gracious sharing of your truth. Uh, it's it's been amazing, and and all I can say is thank you so much, Michelle. I'll, I'll leave it to you. Maybe it works better with the microphone. Maybe who knows. Uh, I'm not. I don't know whether there is something else to add after this wonderful ending you imagined, dear Rick. Uh, and uh, after all this generous thematic you raised with the question, you are actually uh, asking to all the poets we are inviting here, because this is as much as I am able to feel and to see in your credo as an artist. The last thing to say before saying goodbye, I'm quite comfortable and I feel comfortable to see that poets feel this, have this feeling of responsibility in a certain way that sometimes, and I assume whole responsibility for what I'm saying, politicians sometimes don't have. I think that if for one minute politicians would allow poets to lead the world, maybe we would manage at least to get rid of nuclear weapons and of those uh, useless wars which are still separating us and killing us uh, together mutually, reciprocally. I'm sorry for the dictionary of pleonasm. So, Let's hope that uh, sometimes, maybe in our dreams, we will be able to lead at least imaginary world as efficiently as sometimes we manage to create imaginary worlds, good imaginary worlds, excellent imaginary worlds, satisfactory imaginary worlds in our poems. 
dear poets, long life poetry, long life your poems. Thank you very much for being guests of Poets of the East, main producer Rick Spitak for PNN Radio. All the best. Have a wonderful evening. Misha, that was quite a show. But you know what? There's more to come because I'm going to invite you, sir, to read some of your own fine verses. How about it, Misha? A little bit today from you? I am overwhelmed. I am privileged. And I humbly thank you for this invitation. I have to admit, initially, I wanted to invite you to read something of yours of your wonderful poems but your strict attitude and your very generous uh, offer uh, disarmed me to do so so I am really happy and honored to say yes to your very kind and generous invitation dear Rick especially after all of this break after all this pause within uh, within uh, the seasons of our of our uh, poetic serial uh, poets of the east so i am happy and uh, honored to read some texts of mine within the collection i am still preparing and uh, which is going to be called entitled they don't speak polish in the realm of death Thank you very much for this opportunity, Rick Spisak. You're welcome, my brother. Thank you. The first text is entitled, Have No Mercy of Us, Passport Control, Over the Border, An Arch Like a Half Moon on Each Minaret, and the strange songs of Muedins calling to prayer. I am only able to hear them. I can't see them. As if their songs would spring from within those chilling, cold, stock-still stone columns and cupolas. And only when the real moon rises into their eerie skies I finally realize to whom are they praying and that my only chance not to become a singing stone is praying alone with them. I have to say this is a poem I wrote when I first get over the boundaries of uh, what it is now the Republic of Kosovo. Second, uh, the second Sorry. Beautiful. Thank you very much. It is very kind of you. Second part, the second poem I'm going to read is entitled Have No Mercy of Us to No Island. And it is dedicated to the memory of Sid Barrett the former leader of the today legendary group Pink Floyd. The lunatics don't follow the moonlight. They are only trying to escape 
the dark side of it. The lunatics are not locked up in someone else's mind, but in their own. And they didn't lose the key, but hid it, so that no one else could ever find it. Lunatics did not become lunatics because of the moon, but the moon was born, created or invented, appeared or emerged because of them being lunatics. Only it best didn't fit into their minds, and therefore it escaped and rose in the sky for hiding forever its dark side they were so afraid of. My brother, please tell me if we still have time for another one or if it is already ready. You have time for two more. It is very generous of you and I really appreciate this. Eclipse. They bought us an yearly ticket for Metro even before we were born. We took the Metro to the maternity, to the hospital, to the nursery, to the school, to the kindergarten, to elementary school, to secondary school, to the university, to work and to our retirement. We are not passengers. They just transfer in our country from one surface to another. We are not afraid like them of what can be below or inside, since we know very well that below us there was and has been nothing for a long time, and not even above us, let alone above them. We are only afraid of the Midnight Express. Doesn't stop. It does, does not stop anywhere. It even does not have a driver, and so it cannot break at all. And we are also afraid that one day all the trains will become midnight expresses, and we will never hear again. Final stop. Please leave the train. And the next one. Once again, thank you very much, Rick, for this opportunity. It is called Timetable. The train is 10 minutes delayed. I want to sleep. One can no longer see anything outside. It's dreadfully hot inside. Your panties peep up. Hush, this, this should not be said. You have to sleep. The train is 20 minutes delayed. Air conditioning does not work. Try at least to die down. We cannot open the window. You're cold. The train is 30 minutes delayed. The corridor is dark. Lying down. I can see your panties even better. Shh, shh, shh. Don't say that. If the conductor heard you, he'd kick us off the train. Didn't you tell me I must not withhold anything from you? We will be in Blansko only after midnight. That I must not hide anything at all from you. The train has a two-hour delay. That you are my closest creature. How do we get home from the station? That I should tell you everything. 
to go by taxi. Everything I see, I hear, I feel, you cannot afford. Everything I'm thinking about, the train is an hour delayed. Everything I desire, I'm sweating like crazy and thirsty. Everything that occurs to me, you have only a Coke and you cannot drink it. No public transport operates now. All that I want. The train is three hours delayed. You burn. You have a fever. Everything that I dream of, almost everything I see dimly, but your panties are clearly visible. Everything I imagine, you always said that it worked between us. Such intimate liking as in that old film. And why everyone sleeps anyway? The train is four hours delayed. No one sees where I'm looking. I hear the rumbling of the train as underwater. That should not be done. But, but, but you said I always have to confess to you. You have to sleep. Everything I cannot see, I do not hear, I do not feel, I do not want, makes my head spin. What I'm not thinking about, what I'm not dreaming about, for God's sake. We won't stop at Adamov also. What I do not wish. Not even the conductor will come now. Everyone sleeps. I have vertigo. The light went out also. In the compartment. You have to sleep. We are no longer in Adamov. But the train did not start to move either. I cannot see anything. Not even your panties. And I do not know why I lie with my head in your lap. I still can resist. You have to sleep, you have to sleep. I still do not want to fall asleep. I have to tell you. I do have to tell you everything. I do want to see it when it happens, when the train goes again. When the air conditioning starts to work, when the windows open, when I drink coke, when my head in your lap will see your panties so close that I will never lose my way back again, I will never be late again, I will never miss public transport again, I will never travel in anything else, but you, you will be my public transport forever. I will never get out of you again, and no conductor will kick me out, and I will not have to say anything about myself to you, because you know everything about me, just like then, according to the timetable. Thank you very Wonderful. much. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Powerful work, brother. Very lovely. And uh, certainly evocative of that incredible feminine allure. This is very kind of you. I really appreciate this, Rick Spisak. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this chance. 
thank you for joining me and thank you for the wonderful talents that you bring. And uh, let's talk again next week. What do you say? I will be looking forward to it. Thank you very much, Rick. And I'm sure we will present another constellation of great poets of the East. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for today. It was wonderful to be together with you. We are looking forward to your participation next week at 9 p.m. Bucharest time, 7 p.m. London time, 2 p.m. New York time. All the best. Thank you, brother. We'll go out with a little bit of music. See you next week. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye-bye.